All right, folks, here we go. It's a new year, 2022. A great, a great beginnings should be a hell of a, it could be a hell of a year for a lot of people. And hopefully for all, for all y'all, hopefully it'll be a good year for y'all. But obviously the NFL season's coming down to the end here with the regular season. Two more weeks. And then obviously we're into the postseason and a lot on the line here today. But before we start, obviously we already did a tribute to the great John Madden on Wednesday before the look back. Unfortunately, we lost another major player in the NFL. Maybe not as big or maybe you know not as big, but almost as successful as the as the man himself, Dan Reeves. He was a head coach. He led his team to four Super Bowl appearances. He didn't win it as a head coach, but he won it as a player and an assistant coach. He was a confi- a longtime confidant of Tom Landry. So before we start, your thoughts on Dan Reeves? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't really have any specific thoughts. He was a guy that he was a coach of the Broncos for a while. And, you know, they never got over the hump with him, but, you know, he did a great job while he was there. So that's about all I got to say about that, really. Well, like I said he 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 played for the Cowboys, won a couple championships. He was the confidant of Todd Landry, learned a lot of the game from him. Then he became the Denver Broncos head coach. Then Tom, Le- and then well, not Tom. What am I talking about? John Elway fell into his lap, and then obviously they had a lot of success in the late '80s. They were in three Super Bowls in four years. Unfortunately, they lost all of them. Sadly, one of them was the most lopsided loss in the history of the game of the Super Bowl. Then he went to the Giants. That wasn't successful. Then he went to the Atlanta Falcons and won Coach of the Year and took them to the Super Bowl, unlikely, in 98. And then, obviously, he was Michael Vick's first head coach. And he broke out, and and Michael Vick became the big superstar that he would eventually become. So, obviously, when he retired, he had the six most wins in NFL history. Obviously, since then, Maury Scheinheimer... Andy Reid and Bill Belichick has surpassed him, but you think about it, you're you're kind of wondering. Like I said, it is something to think about. So, I mean, he should. I mean, unfortunately, Marty's not in the Hall of Fame, and he, sh- you know, he should be He's one of nine coaches to win to win two hundred games. So, I don't know, but he will be missed in the coaching fraternity, and obviously one of the, one of the more underappreciated coaches in the history of this league. But anyway, we're anyway we're going into the, into our final few weeks, week sixteen, big match week seventeen. My bad, big matchups here. Like I said, we got to cut off some dead weight. A couple games that won't we won't be looking at. The first one will be Detroit at Seattle. We're not going to look at that game because neither of them are going to the postseason. Shame we're we're, we're we're dissing Russell Wilson, but that's the case. The Giants and the and the Bears are not going to be looked at at all. There's no reason to look at that game. They're both out, so whatever. And we have a few unanimous choices as well. Obviously, the Patriots, you know, hoping to make the playoffs, could t- potentially clinch a spot today, but they play the the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that should easily be a beatdown. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Their old friend Tom Brady, 
he plays against one of his longtime beatdown rivals in, in the AFC East back in the day, the New York Jets. Yeah, that's an easy win. All right. So we'll start our, our discussion, and obviously we'll, you know, for Dan Reeves, I mean, the Atlanta Falcons was his last team he coached, and he coached them for about six seasons, for a part of six seasons. Big matchup here today, here in the here, here in the afternoon here. They play in Buffalo, and the weather elements, we're, in the, we're into January, so that means winter is here, and it will show up in a lot of places here today. Snowing out there, wind. Like I said, we're only doing this game because the Falcons still have an outside chance to still somehow sneak into the postseason. But like I said, circumstances are they probably will get eliminated here today. So big matchup here for the Bills, who's heading for a second consecutive AFC East title. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I'll go quick here. The Bills um, are clearly the much better team. Atlanta has... has, um surprised this year with their record and you know the fact that they're still technically in the playoff race with two games left no one is expecting that but you know you're talking about a dome team going up to buffalo in these weather conditions um buffalo uh, again a much better team they got josh allen um they got that defense it should be an easy win for buffalo um so yeah bills win easy final score is going to be 33 to 16 yeah, I won't take much time on this. Like I said, Atlanta, like I said, they've had a they've kind of overachieved, not to the degree the Eagles have, but they've kind of overachieved for what they thought they were going to be this season. To have seven wins and be potentially technically, if they win out, they'll be a five hundred team, but they'll be above five hundred. But unfortunately, they're playing the Buffalo Bills today, who have a lot to play for, fight for a division title, has the momentum back that they had at one point earlier in the year. Buffalo's going to win pretty easily today. They win in the final score, forty to eighteen. All right, we're going to go. Like I said, the Eagles have many opportunities to make the playoffs today with help. They win and and with help as well. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Houston Texans today. They are. They will have the Eagles in the playoffs. They will shut off the entire AFC. NFC, one of the one of the deals. But 49ers win today. They're probably they are they will clinch a playoff berth. Like I said, this was originally a going to be a unanimous pick with them playing Houston. But Jimmy Garoppolo suffered a finger injury on his throwing hand, and he's out today. Trey Lance will make his second career start. Obviously, they're going. It'll be two rookies going at because Davis Mills has taken over the controls at quarterback for Houston, and they're coming off a big upset win last week against a would-be playoff team. Big matchup here. Can Houston once again play spoiler today? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean this game's not even worth wasting time on. So I'm just gonna say, um, with or without Garoppolo, it doesn't matter. Houston's garbage. The Niners are going to blow them out. So I'll just give you a score. Niners win 37 to 20. Well, I said, it'll be interesting because like I said, Trey Lance, this is his second career start. His first start was against Arizona earlier in the year. And it was one of the wildest games a quarterback has had throwing the football. He was over and under throwing guys all day. They, 
they didn't win that game. Obviously, today they're playing Houston. And like I said, I mean, they are at home. They are over a 12-point, you know, they they start the day 13.5-point favorites. But obviously, like I said, Houston is coming off an upset win last week against against a team you, you hope to be in the, in the postseason, the Chargers. So this is a critical matchup. And I think it's going to be a closer game. I'd say Houston will cover, but I do think, you know, but I do think San Francisco will win. Even though you do the lock of the week, this is my lock of the week. <laughs> you see where I'm getting there? <laughs> but the but the 49ers will win and the final score 30 to 22. Okay. Yeah, that was my lock of the week. You do, you know, because you, you do your lock of the week, you know. All right, let's. Yeah. Let's go to another matchup with critical hopeful for for the Eagles. These are two. The Saints are also hanging on by a thread. Unknown on who's going to start at quarterback today, but a big matchup here. Like I said, the Eagles open the door if if they don't win today. But most likely, they if they do win, this is not good for the Saints. Like I said, they're going to hope for the 49ers to lose, one of them to lose today, to stay in the playoff mix. But like I said, a critical, like I said, a critical matchup here in the here in the here in the late afternoon. This is a late afternoon game with Carolina today. Saints trying to hope to survive to the final week of the season. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, the Saints obviously have a lot of issues at quarterback, but the the Panthers are falling apart. Um, there's reports this week that the owner's embarrassed about hiring Matt Rule. You know. They've already used uh, Joe Brady as a scapegoat, or at least Matt Rule has. I don't think he's going to make it past this season. You know, I think he's going to be fired the day after the season ends. But um, this will be an easy victory for uh, the Saints. Um, you know, they, despite all the quarterback issues, they got a top-notch defense, and um, Sean Payton against a garbage team like the, the Chiefs, the, the, the Chiefs, like the uh, like the Panthers. He'll, he'll come up with a game plan to at least get some points on the board. And um, look for Alvin Kamara to have a good game. So New Orleans wins. Final score will be 27-10. Like I said, I mean, the Saints are coming off a tough a tough stretch here. Like I said, they did not play um, Taysom Hill because he had COVID and they played Ian Booker, boy from Notre Dame. It was a it was a we- overwhelming experience for him. <laughs> The Dolphins dominated them defensively. It was not a, a it was a no contest. Like I said, it's going to be hard to see what this team can do. I mean, Carolina is a team that, like I said, they're a mess. Their quarterback situation is a mess. They use both Cam Newton and Sam Darnold in the game. They they rotated them, and that's something you just don't do at this level. You don't rotate quarterbacks, and that's exactly what they did to no success. Like I said. Yeah, Carolina is a mess. There's a lot. There's a lot of blame going on, and Matt Rule may not survive. You know, he might be fired in eight more days. So, you're absolutely right about that. And and like I said, I I don't think I don't trust neither of these teams. So, I'll go with the Saints barely. I think I think they'll just go in there and and find a way. They're not a great offense either. So, I'm gonna go with the Saints here and the final score, twenty two to ten. All right, now we get serious because all these next matchups, all eight of these next matchups are all playoff with major playoff implications. And these are matchups you're going to obviously have more of discussion. 
The first one is a big matchup for the Chargers. It's a critical matchup because they coming off a tough loss last week. They've lost their last two in heartbreaking fashion. And unfortunately, they're playing the Denver Broncos today who, like like some teams, are hanging on by a thread. If they lose today, they will be officially eliminated. But a critical matchup here later today with the Chargers as they try to bounce back and hope to stay in the in the wild card chase since they can't win the division, obviously. So big matchup here here later today. Go ahead. Okay, well, yeah, this is a, a big uh, rivalry matchup here. Both teams still trying to pull or get in the playoffs. Um, um, the Chargers, they had some uh, issues last week passing the ball. Mike Williams was on the COVID list. He's coming back. Um, Austin Eckler will be back. And obviously um, Keenan Allen's still playing. So, you know, they got their they got their full trio of weapons there to, coming back this week. The question for me is, with them, um, how will those guys play? Keenan Allen isn't an issue. He's, he's, he's consistent. But Mike Williams is an inconsistent player to begin with. And one thing that you have to pay attention to is when these players are coming off the COVID list, they tend to um, – have a bad game or two, you know. Um, obviously, the virus is something that attacks your um, respiratory system, and, uh, you know, it, these players tend to get winded quickly in these first game or two back until they really fully recover. And we saw that last week with uh, Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs. He, he barely did anything. Um, Mahomes, after the game, said that, that Hill was definitely um, gassed you know, early in the game. So I got a feeling Mike Williams isn't going to do much this week, and that's obviously going to hurt. And um, so the, the, the whole the, the, the Chargers team, they're going to be relying on uh, the, the, the uh, Justin Herbert connection again. And I think they'll have some success, but in the end, the Chargers have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. The Broncos... They have both their running backs playing this week. They were both listed as questionable, but they're both playing. Javante Williams uh, and uh, Melvin Gordon look for them to pound the rock. I think uh, I'm hoping, and I think Javante Williams is ha- is going to have a huge game this week. And um, in the end, I think uh, I'm going to go with Denver with the upset here. So the Broncos get the victory here, and the final score is going to be 23 to 20. Like I said, this is going to be an interesting matchup here. Like I said, Denver's hanging on by a thread. If they lose this game, they're out. They'll be out of the playoffs because they'll be 7-9 and nobody in the AFC is making it in with a losing record. So they would be out. For the Chargers, it's a critical matchup. They've, they've lost their last two, shockingly, the way, the, way it's, the way it's gone down. Obviously, Justin Herbert's trying to stay afloat, try to help this team. Unfortunately, COVID has affected a lot of teams around the league. Hell, pretty much every team, mostly every team, they've been affected a lot. They lost seven starters last week against Houston, and they lost. And that puts them in a, in a, in a, hole, in a, in a small hole right now where they don't control their destiny right now. So this is a critical matchup here. And like I said, they'll be home. And I think that today with Austin Eckler coming back, you know, with – you know, with Keenan Allen, I think it's going to be more of we're going to just throw the ball. We're going to do what we can got to do. I mean, Justin Herbert throws the ball as good as anybody in this league. So I expect him to have a big game here today. 
like I said, Denver's defense is tough. But then again, you're picking Denver, and Drew Locke is your quarterback. I hope you. I hope you. You took. Uh, you took notes on that. Drew Locke is the damn quarterback. I wouldn't trust him. I wouldn't trust him in an alleyway. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't take the Broncos with Drew Locke. I'm sorry. You, you know, if Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback, I would. That would give me an opportunity to think that Denver has a chance. They don't have a chance today with Drew Locke. No, no way. I'm going with the Chargers. They should win, and they should win kind of easily too. Chargers win, and the final score, 31-21. to 21. Yeah, well, I'm saying it. I'm looking at it like this. Drew Locke or uh, um, Teddy Bridgewater, as long as the guy doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to they're gonna put up points because, like I said, I think that rushing game from the Broncos is going to have a huge game this week. So I'm relying on my boy, Javante Williams, to come up big for me. Well, here's the problem. It's Drew Locke, and he's going to turn the football over. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll see what kind of game plan they come out with. If they're smart, it's going to be a lot of short passes, a lot of screens, and a lot of dink and dunk down the field. So, yeah, it's safe. Yeah. All right, to another critical matchup here in the AFC. And this is a, a team with the second longest losing uh, winning streak in the NFL, which they had the longest losing streak at 1.2, but not anymore. The New York Giants. Not the New York Giants. What the hell am I talking about? We're making mistakes today. The Miami Dolphins. Because I look at Michael Strahan, I mentioned Giants. Anyway, Miami Dolphins. And they're coming off a big win on Monday night. And obviously, like the Eagles, they've been one of the top teams in the second half. But a lot of people are, are saying that they haven't really played anybody in their schedule. Like I said, you can't help who you play on the schedule. You know? And remember, they lost their first... They lost seven straight at one point in the season. So... You're going to take that blame. But a critical matchup here because they have to play the Tennessee Titans with the win clinches the AFC South for the second straight year. And it would be the first time in the history of this franchise they would actually win back-to-back division titles. But a critical matchup here. And, and like I said, the good news is they there were rumors that Derrick Henry was going to be activated today. But that's not the case. He will not play in this matchup. So... Big matchup here. Miami's in a wild card spot. Can they can they actually make the playoffs after a one and seven start? Go ahead. Yeah, well, um the, the Dolphins have done a great job turning around their season. Um they're the first team ever to lose seven consecutive games and then win seven consecutive games. Um so, you know, they they turned it around big time and they've played great. And like you said, they maybe they haven't played a lot of great teams. Um, but they've done what they needed to do, you know, and now they're going up against a good team in Tennessee. Obviously, Tennessee's had a lot of injuries this year. Like you said, Derrick Henry isn't quite ready yet, but he's getting close. But all Tennessee needs to do is win one of these last two, and they, they win the division, and that's really what's all they care about right now. I mean, depending on how things work out, they might still have a shot at the number one seed, but they got to take it game by game and see what happens with the rest with the Chiefs. Um but this game, um, I'll tell you what, man. Miami's been impressive with the, with the way they turn their season around, but Tennessee has been the giant killer all year. They've beaten like every really good team that they've faced, every playoff caliber team that they've faced. Basically, they've beaten, except for the Bills. Or no, they did beat the Bills. Miami they lost, lost, they lost to the Patriots. Lost to the Patriots. 
Yeah, that's it. The Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's it. You know, otherwise they've been killing everybody. They beat the Bills. They beat the uh, uh, Colts twice. They beat the Chiefs. Um, and now they're playing another playoff caliber team, and I think they're going to come up big again. Got to give credit to that coaching staff, man. They have these, this team ready and prepared and pumped up every week, especially with these big games, and um, I think that's going to continue. So I'm going with Tennessee with the victory, and um, I don't think a loss completely knocks Miami out of the playoff race, but it's a major, major blow. Um, and I think uh, Tennessee locks up the division, and they stay uh, in the race in the number one seed. Tennessee with the victory. Final score is going to be... Uh, 30 to 20. Well, like I said, I can respect the Tennessee Titans because my favorite coach in the league right now is Mike Vrabel. He's my favorite coach. And obviously they're doing, they're, they've done an exceptional job with what they've had to deal with, with the, with the injuries. Obviously Derrick Henry's the biggest one, but they've had injuries everywhere and it's, they're still, they're still fighting and they're still in the hunt. So, but like I said, Miami's come, like I said, they've come a long way at one point in the year. It looked like, Tua was going to be benched for Deshaun Watson in a trade. And obviously, they were 1-7 and seven and down the dumps. But now they're 8-7. and seven. They've won their last seven. And here they are. But obviously, like I said, their last two games is the, tough, is the two toughest games any playoff would-be team is, is in a hunt for. Because one, they have to play New England. They host New England next Sunday. And that's going to be critical. They're not going to be eliminated if they lose today. But... Their chances of, you know, helping their playoff cause will take a hit. Pretty much whoever loses will take a hit. But Tennessee has the division because as long as they finish with a higher, better record than the Colts, they're the division champs no matter what. And even if they tie the Colts at the end of the year, they're still the division champs because they beat them head to head. So when I look at it, I just think that it's going to be a battle today. This is going to be one of the better games. Like I said, I, I had this thought of a game of the week. This is not my game of the week, but I have I have a feeling that this game will be a tougher game for both teams. This is going to be a battle today. But I agree with you. I think Tennessee's going to find a way. They have beaten the good teams this year. They have struggled against the bad the work the bad teams, but the good teams they have beaten, like I said, they've beaten the Chiefs, hold them to just a field goal. They beat the Colts. They've beaten Pretty much any any contender that they could see, so Tennessee's going to find a way. It's going to be a it's going to be tough, but I think they'll win. And the final score thirty one to twenty seven. Okay. All right, we're going to go to a we're going to go we're going to skip we're going to skip around now. We're going to go to the sun to the to the night's matchup, the Sunday night matchup, because this is a critical matchup. Like I said, if the Eagles win today. 49ers win, and then this matchup will pretty much determine that they clinch a spot in the in the dance. But for, for and this should be easily for Green Bay because the Vikings are hurting. COVID has once again hit hit left its mark, and your favorite quarterback in this league, the loser as you call, nicknamed the loser, he is out because he's not va- not only he's not vaccinated, he's he's he, he died this week. And they're also without Adam Thielen for the rest of the regular season with an ankle injury. And they're without one of their better defensive players, too. So, And now they're going to Green Bay. And this will be the coldest game of the year. Only six degrees at kickoff. It'll be only six degrees at kickoff tonight. Coldest game of the year. Frozen Tundra of Lambeau Field. Big matchup. 
Green Bay still in the hunt for home field advantage. So go ahead. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, this, like you said, this is a big one for both teams. Green Bay can get the number one, clinch the number one seed with a victory and with a Dallas loss or tie. Um, Minnesota needs a win just to stay in the playoff race. Um, one thing that's good for Minnesota is they have had success against Green Bay lately. They're, they've won their last two against the Packers. But, like you said, the loser is out, and that's unfortunate because um, I would really like to have seen him once again prove what a loser he is. But he's out. Um, Kellen Mond is, is starting, which, by the way... Not, no, it's not Kellen Mond. It's Sean Manny, Mannion, something like that. Oh, is he playing? I thought he was out. No, he he's he, he he had COVID, but he he had last week, so he's starting today. Uh, Sean Manning, whatever whatever his name. Looking forward to seeing Kellen Mond because I actually, when we go back to the last in our draft preview this year, you know, he was the you, you had mentioned you were talking about um, um, the quarterback for Florida. I forget his name now, but as a potential. Uh, guy after the first round, and I, I pointed out Kellen Mond as my, a guy that I liked after yeah. the first round quarterback. But, oh well, maybe uh, maybe if Mannion sucks, they'll put Mond in at some point, because they're going up against the Green Bay team that's got a really good defense, and they're playing in some tough conditions here. It's going to be, a, at, by game, at game time, it's going to be a high of 12 and a low of zero. So, you know... It's going to be a tough matchup, a tough environment for any quarterback, and and Sean and Mannion sucks. So let's face it, man. Minnesota's going to have a tough time. Um, Dalvin Cook had a huge game against Green Bay in the last matchup, but it's not going to matter. Green Bay's coming in hot. They've won four straight since that loss to Minnesota, and um, this is a big game for them. So look for uh, Aaron Rodgers to go, well, maybe not go off, but have a good game. And um, look for Aaron Jones and the and the, the Packers' defense to also have big games. And in the end, Minnesota just doesn't have it, even without well, Even with Kirk Cousins, they wouldn't win this game. But without him, they're even worse off. So Green Bay with the victory. And the final score is going to be 31-16. Yeah, this is, uh, it, this is not good for Minnesota. Like I said, the Eagles win, and then all everything else will take care of itself. And... Basically, Minnesota loses this game tonight, it's over. And the NFC playoff picture will be set, basically. So so next week, only they would only figure out who will go where. And that's still up in the air, obviously. But in, anyway, for Green Bay, this is a big matchup. They're still fighting for home field advantage, so this is a game they desperately need. And they're going to do what they got to do. And I think they will do what they have to do in this matchup. Like I said, they're going to run the ball, and they got, like I said, they got Aaron Jones, they got A.J. Dillon. Like I said, one thing about Green Bay this year, they might be the most complete Packer team I've seen in in a, in a long time. One of the better Packer teams, balance-wise, in the in the Aaron Rodgers era because they can run the ball, they play de- de- decent defense. Obviously, you know about Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the league. You know, like I said, this should be – I shouldn't say this will be an easy win because, like I said, they they did play Christmas against the Browns, and the Browns did outplay them. Only difference was one threw interceptions and the other didn't, and that was the difference. But like I said, I, Dalvin Cook is back. He didn't play last week in the in their in their game against the Rams. 
Like I said, they're going to have to run the ball. This is a running game. And guess what? I pretty much believe that, you know, that's the only way they're going to have a chance. Unfortunately, it's not going to be enough. So Green Bay is going to win. And the final score, 33-14. to 14. All right, we're going to go to the Monday night matchup. Like I said, it's, our, it's my playoff eliminator. Trust me, it. We don't get many of these anymore, but this is the playoff eliminator game. Whoever loses is out of the postseason, and obviously a lot on the line here for two teams that are still trying to scratch and claw their way to a wild card spot. Unfortunately for the Browns, they have lost their last couple of games, and things have not gone well. Baker Mayfield, who I call a loser, you may not call a loser, but trust me, he he, he's he's he, he, there's there's more people that will call him a loser than Kirk Cousins. Unfortunately, they'll ride the loser bandwagon there. But like I said, he takes his 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 trifling ass into Heinz Field, and obviously for the Steelers, it was revealed that this is it for Ben Roethlisberger. This is his last game at Heinz Field. Rather, this is it for his career. We'll see, but. But he has made the announcement that Heinz Field, this Monday night game, will be the final game he'll play at home, given a playoff, a potential playoff. But like I said, big matchup here tomorrow night. Loser is out of the postseason. Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, Baker Mayfield, I don't have him quite as a loser yet. He's working his way towards that title, but um, he's, still, he's still early in his career. Um, Kirk Cousins is an established loser, so I think to get that title, you have to establish for years that you're a loser, that you come up small in big games. And he's just not, the bottom line, he's just not a good quarterback, you know. Um, Kirk Cousins puts up big numbers, which makes people think that he's this really good quarterback when he's not. But um, either way, like you said, this is Roethlisberger's last game, and what better way to go out in Pittsburgh, well, not his last game, his last game in Pittsburgh. Um, but what be- what a better way to go out in, in, in Pittsburgh than to go up against the team, that, the Browns, that passed on him back in 04 in the draft, and then he has dominated ever since. Um, Roethlisberger, in the regular season, he has a career record against Cleveland of 24-2-1. So, you know, he's just destroyed Cleveland consistently over the course of his career. And, uh, I think it's. I don't think it's going to be any different, man. Pittsburgh's had a, a big up and down year. They've been inconsistent, but with this being Roethlisberger's last game, I think they're going to come out with that little extra fire, and uh, they're going to take it to Cleveland, man. Um, the Browns, like you said, uh, uh, Baker isn't anything special. He's not a leader. He's not going to will this team to victory. The only way they have a chance of winning is if that one-two punch of. Um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can dominate, and I just don't think they will. I think this Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh D is going to come up huge, and I'm, I'm, I'm projecting Roethlisberger to go out in style, 300-plus yards passing and four touchdowns, and, Cleve, and, and Pittsburgh beats them down. Final score, Steelers win 38-20. to 20. Yeah, like I said, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Like I said, ben Ro- Big Ben Roethlisberger, I didn't even know that the Browns passed on him in 04. Wow. But like I said, he's had a great career. He's obviously had the most success between him, Phil Rivers, and Eli Manning. That was the draft, those three quarterbacks. And obviously, you know, the accolades, 
no disrespect to Terry Bradshaw, Ben, ben Roethlisberger is the greatest quarterback in Steeler history. And there's no debate. Brad Bradshaw was a product of a great defense and, and a successful setup. But Big Ben has busted his ass for years. And he's gotten a lot of accolades and a lot of success. He's almost underappreciated because when you think about the great quarterbacks, you barely ever mention his name when you think about Tom Brady, Manning, Breeze, Aaron Rodgers, and guys like that. He he doesn't you never mention his name. But to me, he his career, his success, he's going to be in Canton. Like I said, he he's from Ohio. He played his quarterback. At Miami of Ohio. So, like I said, it's going to be a great time for them. But, like I said, this is his last matchup in the regular season here. Probably the last time he'll ever play here. And I, like I agree with you, I think that in a game like this, I think the Browns are are in the no-man's land. And, like I said, they had a chance last week to beat Aaron Rodgers, and they blew it it because Baker Mayfield played like a loser with four picks. And he's going to have a couple more picks tomorrow night. And I think Rod Roethlisberger will have a big game. I don't know if he'll have four touchdowns, but I'll I'll say three, three and a rushing touchdown. So, yeah, I think the Steelers are going to win big. Browns will try to make it interesting, but I just think that this is the last go round. Steelers stay in alive in the wild card race for one more week to the final week. Browns are done, and the final score, forty one to twenty four. All right, another big playoff matchup. Like I said, the Las Vegas Raiders are hanging on. They're, they're finding ways, but they have a big matchup here today. They're here almost East, East Coast-wise, a 1 o'clock game, playing the Indianapolis Colts and the return of Carson Wentz, who was on the COVID list. He wasn't vaccinated. He isn't vaccinated, but somehow he did. he's been smart with it. He's not one of these morons who talks bad about about you know not being vaccinated and all this other stuff. He's not that kind of guy. But he did beat the protocols and he's and he is activated for this game. He will play in this game. Obviously the battle is we'll see what happens. Like I said, two of the premier backs in the league, number twenty eight, both were number twenty eight, Josh Jacobs versus Jonathan Taylor, the the rushing champion, will be clinched here today. So a big matchup here in a critical matchup, like I said, I say matchups all the time, but this is a big one. Colts could technically clinch a wild card berth with the win and help. Go ahead. Yeah, well, this is a big game for both teams. Um, with the Colts, if they win, they're in. And um, with the Raiders, if they win their last two, they're in. So both teams need it. Um, the Raiders obviously need it more because they got to win their last two. But... Um, the Colts, you know, they're coming in on fire, man. They won three straight. They won six of their last seven. They won eight of their last ten. You know, they're another team like Miami that got off to a bad start and they turned their season around and they're on the verge of the playoffs. Um, but the the problem is Wentz. He's coming off the COVID list. Like you said, he's unvaccinated. He, the, him and the team got really lucky that um, he's even allowed to play because. Just earlier this week, the CDC changed their recommendation for quarantine to five days. So the NFL changed it to five days. If it was still at 10, he'd be out. Um, so they got lucky with that. But 
like I said with uh, Mike Williams, you know, when these players come back off the off of COVID, it takes them a couple of weeks to get back in shape, man. That messes up your that messes up your lungs, and um, that's going to be a problem, you know. Um, obviously, the Colts have a great offensive line and and a great running game, but they're still going to need to throw the ball so a little bit and uh, throw the ball and um, um, actually be effective throwing the ball. And I think that's going to be an issue. I think uh, Wentz is going to have a tough time today. The Raiders do have a great pass rush. They got one of the best pass rushes in the NFL, and um, um, I would expect them to bring the heat. The problem, like I said, the, the big, the biggest matchup here though for, is the Colts' running game versus the Raiders' rush defense. The Raiders' rush defense has been a lot better lately, and that's what's been helping them get back in the playoff race. And um, I think they're gonna. I don't know. I think they're gonna find a way not to shut down Jonathan Taylor because you're not gonna shut him down at this point. But I think they're gonna hold him in check. You know, maybe a hundred yards, one, two touchdowns. You know, for him, that's holding him in check, and that's actually keeping you in the game. Um, at that point, you need. They don't need Wentz to um, to make some big passes, and I think he's gonna have a tough time. And I'm just. I'm gonna go with the Raiders here, man, with the upset. I think they're going to pull it off. So, to me, Raiders with the the victory in a close one, final score, 26-23. Well, like I said, this is a critical game for the Raiders. Like you said, if they win their last two, they'll find they'll find the they'll backdoor their way in as a seventh seed. Obviously, for the Colts, if they win today, they're in. So, like I said, a lot to, on the line here. And like I said, there's a lot to, to put into perspective. It's been a very interesting year. Like I said, both of these teams have been, been through the the ringer, especially the Raiders. They've been through a, a, a buzzsaw. But when you're looking at this matchup, I mean, it's, you know, these are two running backs. It's going to be a running game. I know Derek Carr wants to throw the ball, and you're absolutely right about COVID. It is tough to come back from, but we don't know how bad Carson had it. We don't know. I don't think he it was bad enough that he's out of this game. So I have to agree that, they're going to run the ball, and Taylor's going to have the ball. Like I said, the Raiders' defense run defense is pretty decent. But then again, when you're running against one of the elite runners, probably the best runner in the NFL today in Taylor, it's going to be very, very difficult to see what you can do. And I just don't think the Raiders have enough. They'll they'll give it a fight. It'll be a battle. But I'm going to go with, with the Colts here, going with the home team. They'll clinch us playoff berth. Big win, and the final score, 32-26. to Well, what can I say about my Ravens? It's been a, it's not been a fun month. This December was a terrible month. They lost all four of their games. This last game, they got destroyed. COVID has run wild. Injuries have run wild on this team. And here they are today hosting a playoff-bound Maybe division, maybe home field advantage around Los Angeles Rams. Well, I don't think the Rams are going to get home field advantage, but they're going to, but they're heading for a division title. And unfortunately for the Ravens, it's not looking great. Lamar once again will miss his, I think his fourth straight game. I might be wrong. I think it's his third or his fourth straight game. I'm not sure, but like I said, the critical matchup. Baltimore obviously needs this game, but they don't have enough. But a critical matchup. For the Rams, who's still fighting for a division title with the Arizona Cardinals. Big matchup here early on. 
go ahead. Yeah, well, this is a, a big game, and this is my lock of the week, man. Um, like you said, Lamar Jackson is is out. Um, Huntley's playing quarterback, and um, you know he's been good. To be honest with you, he, he's he's shown in the in the little bit that he's played that he can actually play in the NFL and be an effective quarterback, and that's a good thing. But the problem is. Um, is um, Baltimore is in in a rough in rough shape right now. They lost four straight. They got tons of injuries. They just gave up 525 yards passing last week to Joe Burrow, um, and it's and they're going up against a Rams team that let's let's face it, man. The Rams have won four straight. They haven't done it in impressive fashion. Really, their their team in general hasn't been super impressive since uh, since. Um, um, earlier in the season, basically when they picked up uh, Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham is when their season started to go down hill a little bit. That's also when they lost Robert Woods, which is a big loss to their offense. But um, even so, they've won four straight, and even and without all, even without Robert Woods and with Odell Beckham being, you know, him what he is, they it doesn't. It, they have Cooper Cup, who is a beast, man. He's a beast. He's got an NFL record. Of uh, ninety or fourteen games this season with ninety or more yards, that's our, that's an NFL record. Um, he's he needs two hundred thirty one yards to uh, tie Calvin Johnson's single season receiving yards record, and he needs seventeen receptions to tie Michael Thomas's single season receptions record. So both are within uh, reach. Maybe not necessarily today, but between the next two games, they're within reach. So, you know the Rams are going to come out against a depleted Baltimore secondary. They're going to be looking to throw the ball. They're going to be looking to get the ball in Cooper Cup's hands early and often. Um, Matt Stafford's coming off a horrible game last week. He's going to want to avenge that. The Rams are giving up seven in this one, and I think they'll cover seven easy, man. They'll they'll, they'll cover it easy, man. Um, Look for – I'm going to project – 175 yards and at least two touchdowns from Cooper Cup. And uh, overall, Matt Stafford's going to throw for 350 and three. And the Rams are going to get the victory. They're going to cover the spread. This is my lock. I'm sitting at uh, what was, what's my record right now? It's at 10 and six, right? I, I can't. I, I can't. I don't even know. <laughs> it's 10 and six against the spread. I'm looking to get to 11 and six. I already have locked up a winning record against the spread for the regular season, but I'm looking to. I'm trying to get to 12 and six by the end of the year, a two to one ratio against the spread. So I'm going with the Rams here, minus seven. They cover easy. Final score is going to be 41 to, to 20. Well, like I said, this is a. I'm going to go quick. We still have a couple games we got to get get in a short time. Like I said. This is not going to be a good look for Baltimore. Like I said, the good news is Tyler Huntley has done an absolute stellar job. Like I said, he can play with any quarterback in football, and I seem like he, he seems like he's a game quarterback, and he's done a very exceptional job as as Lamar's backup. But you're going against a team that's going to the playoffs, could be a team that could go all the way, and obviously Cooper Cup is having a, an extending season. I was reading earlier that the Ravens were interested in 2017 to draft Cooper Cup, and the Rams took in took him from them and with five picks with five picks to go. 
in 2017. So, like I said, there's a little bit of an animosity there because Cooper Cup could have been with the Ravens. But unfortunately, he's not. He's with the Rams. He's having a historic season. He's having an all-pro season, the best season of his career. He could still make his history with, with some of these numbers. And like I said, Matt Stafford's been playing his ass off recently. They had a great game last week. Though Matt Stafford threw three interceptions, and that does bother me. If, if that tells me that this team's going to be a, a legit ch- chance, he's got to turn, turn off the turnovers. He needs to turn off these turnovers. So I'm going to go with the Rams here, but I expect the Ravens to give it a fight. And the final score, 40-30. to 30. All right, we're going to go to our, my game of the week next. Unfortunately, this game will not be seen here in Philly. You have to watch it on the Red Zone or DirecTV here. But big matchup, the, it's a Nance Romo game. For Kansas City, they're looking for home field advantage. They technically could clinch it today. Probably not, but there's a possibility. Bengals win today. They will clinch the AFC North. But a critical matchup. They haven't played well at home lately even though they're coming off a big home win last week. But a critical matchup here, like I said, game of the week, big matchup, eight-game winning streak on the line for the Kansas City Chiefs. Go ahead. Yeah, well, like you said, uh, KC, they're, they're, they're in the driver's seat for the number one seed, and they're coming off eight straight wins. Um, Cincinnati, and they can clinch the division with a victory. So it's a big game for both teams. Um so you said, since he also had a huge game last week offensively with Joe Burrow, like I just said when we reviewed when we talked about the Baltimore game, he threw for 525 yards. He was a he was a, a monster, and, and it puts him um, on just about there for the uh, franchise record for passing yards and passing touchdowns in the season. He needs not, well, 129 yards and four touchdowns to break both records. So you know he's got two games to do it, but. Ideally, if they want to break a record, you do it in 16, not 17, because this is the first year we got 17 games. Um, and I don't know, man. I don't know. I think uh, Cincinnati's going to come up big today. I don't know why. KC is coming in hot. They've been playing like the Chiefs of the past recently. But I don't know, man. I think, uh, I, think I'm, I, I think I see a big game out of Burrow today. He's starting to come into his own. He's looking like a future franchise quarterback or future elite quarterback, potentially. And um, he's got the weapons. T. Higgins, um, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. I'm I'm looking for a big game from both offenses, but I think uh, Joe Burrow actually comes up big in the fourth quarter and pulls out the victory over over Mahomes. So I'm going to go with Burrow and the the Bengals here. And a final score is going to be... I'm gonna say 41-38. You got the Bengals winning. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was a little distracted here for something else. But anyway, like I said, this is a critical matchup for both teams. There's still something to play for for both of these guys. Cleveland, I mean Cincinnati's on the verge of making the playoffs for the first time in six years. the The Chiefs are looking for home field advantage for the fourth consecutive year, and a lot on the line. This is going to be a battle. But like I said, I mean, there, there's – but Kansas City's on a roll right now. I mean, Cincinnati's is getting – you know, they've been good, but they've been good at times. They're not consistently good. Some games they struggle. Other games they look like a team that you have to deal with. But, I, but I'm going to go with, with, the, with the Chiefs here. I think that, you know, it's going to be a battle for a while. 
but I'm but I'm going to go with with the Rocket and Big Red to out to out coach the inexperience of Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. So, you know, you're going to tell me those guys are going to beat the Chiefs. I mean, they could, but it's not going to be easy. So, I'm going with the Chiefs and the final score, thirty-eight to thirty-one. All right, to my intriguing matchup, and we got to hurry up quick. We got two more game. We this is our next to last game, big matchup here. Arizona on a slide right now, lost losers of their last three. Dallas winners of their last four. Aggressive defense. The Cardinals big matchup here. Go ahead. Yeah, well, this is a a big game for both teams. Dallas is um um they're they're still. Technically, I guess they're still in the race for the number one seed. They've won four straight, um, and uh, and um, um, and they're playing well. One thing you can talk, you can say about both offensively and defensively, they lead the NFL in points per game offensively and defensively. While their defense might not be amazing, it's been pretty good, and it's been good at getting takeaways. They lead the NFL in takeaways. So the combination of scoring. And uh, turn and takeaways on the defensive side. That's obviously been a recipe for success for Dallas. Um, Arizona has lost three straight. Um, they started the season off seven zero, seven and zero, and they're three and five since then. So, you know, they've been falling apart. But one thing I can say positive about Arizona is um, um, their center Rodney Hudson, the rock on their offensive line. Um, when he plays. He's been injured, but when he plays, he's been the, the team is eight and two. Um, he's back this week, so that could be huge for this team if they can actually protect t- Kyler Murray and uh, give him time. He could have a huge game, and that and that Arizona defense is still good. They could maybe they might not shut down the Cowboys' offense, but they can contain them. And uh, I don't know, man. Arizona is good on the road too. This is in Dallas. So I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going to take Arizona. I think that offense turns it around this week. I think the defense comes up big. And uh, Cardinals get the victory in a tight one. Final score, 30-27. Yeah, this is a big matchup for both teams. Dallas is still hoping to be to get home field advantage, but they need the Packers to lose at least one more time. Like I said, Arizona has been great on the road this year, but their last road Performance was disappointing and disastrous and unbelievable to the Detroit Lions of all teams. Like I said, you just mentioned about Rodney Hudson, one of the better one of the better guards in this league, and obviously he'll do a very good job here today. One of the better O linemen. I don't think he's a guard, but we'll see what happens here. You know, we'll see what happens here. But like I said, Dallas is on a roll. Their defense is aggressive. And like I said, they score a lot of points. Like I said, I think this will be a battle. This will be a war. This could go to overtime. I think Arizona's going to show up. But I just think that Dallas has the momentum right now. And that's what scares me now. Because this will be a signature win, their first signature win of the year outside of New England. Because they haven't really beaten anybody. Last week they obliterated Washington. So, like I said, Dallas is going gonna, is gonna to pull this off in a field goal game. And the final score, 38-35. to all right, our last game, and it's ready to kick off right now. Like I said, I can't believe we're saying this. If the Eagles win and get help from Green Bay and San Francisco, they're in the playoffs, no matter what happens next week. But they need to win. Washington is hanging on by a thread. This team basically has nothing left. 
It got destroyed like a team I've seen destroyed all year against Cowboys. And unfortunately, we'll see what happens here today. But one thing is for sure, the Eagles, this is a, they've struggled against the division in recent years. They're looking for their first road division win since 2019. So critical matchup here for the Eagles and what I think is the most important game of the year. Go ahead. All right, well, um, um, the Redskins, like you said, they got crushed by Dallas last week. The players are fighting on the sideline. Um, it's not looking good right at the moment for this team. It seems like the wheels are starting to come off, or have come off even. Um, they got Heineken back this week, for whatever that's worth. But the bottom line, this game, this is all up to the Eagles if they want to win this one. They've been, they've been getting these slow starts a lot this year. We've seen the last couple of weeks, too. Um, they dig a hole, and then they come up big in the second half. If they can come out, and uh, and especially on offense, dominate the line of scrimmage well, and score well, some points good. early and just keep that that momentum going, this should be an easy win for the Eagles. Um, but that's the big question mark. I think Jalen Hurts is a big-game quarterback. This is a huge game for him and for this team. And the offensive line is probably the best offensive line in the NFL. So I think the Eagles on offense are going to come out and absolutely uh, run it right down the Redskins' throats. And uh, that Redskins' offense isn't going to be good enough to put up a lot of points on the Eagles' defense. So to me, I'm expecting a big game out of Hurts and this offense, and the Redskins can't keep up. So I'm, I'm putting the Eagles with the victory here, and based upon my projections, a playoff berth. So... Eagles win, final score is going to be, I'm going to say 33-23. Well, like I said, watching this drive, unfortunately Washington is driving, and they have the ball first, and they are driving right now. But like I said, I don't. I, even if they score here, that, that doesn't mean anything. Like I said, they're a mess, and they got to show up or do something. But like I said, they're having a salt, solid first drive. Come on, defense, what are you doing? But anyway... Like I said, unfortunately, this might be another slow start for the Eagles, but I ain't going to really worry about that because Washington self-destructed last week. But I'm not going to take full situation to say that this team is done. They're at home. Like I said, the Eagles haven't won a division game on the road in two years, and this is a critical matchup. Like I said, the Eagles and and Jalen Hurts, they're, they're rolling right now. Winners of six of their last eight, and... They run the ball better than any team in football. Oh, it's a touchdown. Ugh. Not a good start for the defense. But anyway, but I'm still believing that the Eagles will win this game. I'm not, I mean, you know, Washington's going to fight as much as they can, but I just think that the longer this game goes, the better off the Eagles are going to be. So Eagles will bounce, will find, will find a way, and if all the other circumstances present itself, will be celebrating a postseason berth tonight, later tonight by by midnight. So, Eagles find a way in a critical matchup, and the final score, 31-20. to 20. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm worried about this matchup shit. They just got off to a... Ugh, off to an ugly... St- not an ugly start, but not a good start. The defense just... Got went down. Heineken went down the damn fucking field. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Well, I'm going to get off the phone because uh, you're about three plays ahead of me. I just saw that touchdown.